Have the Jacksonville Jaguars gotten better or not? I'll answer that question in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you very much for joining me for another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I am the host of this daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, Tony Wiggins, and we thank you for joining us and making us your first listen because it's your team every day. Also, making sure that you understand that we can subscribe for free to our YouTube page at Locked On Jaguars. Make sure when you do that, you hit that like and subscribe button because it helps the show and to make sure that you don't forget that we are audio available everywhere where you get your podcast make sure you check in every day to make sure you don't miss an episode this question is coming up man and people are are talking about the jacksonville jaguars and wondering if they got better so let me give you the plus and the minus of this offseason so far they signed five depth guys right at various positions Nobody you're going to sit here and think is going to turn his team upside down, right? Unless they're like the greatest evaluators in the world. They lost Arden Key as well as Juwan Taylor, right? One of the best uh, pass rushers from last season, a guy they had for one year, and they lost Juwan Taylor, who was absolutely their best offensive lineman last year. The Chiefs signed him to a boatload of money, and he's going to switch, probably pay left tackle. The Jaguars believe that the presence of Walker Little combined with the return of Cam Robinson, they feel like they can continue on with that. And plus, whatever they get in the draft, that they decide to draft someone at that position. Add in Calvin Ridley, who the Jaguars traded for uh, his rights last year at the trade deadline with the Atlanta Falcons, and, and Calvin Ridley comes in. He's in phenomenal shape from what I understand. He actually did get reinstated. So, there's your main plus minus. Uh, didn't lose very much, you know, in terms of uh, the coaching staff, at least the guys up top. That's it. That's the plus minus to wonder whether or not this team is better or not. And you notice I did not say better or worse because it's hard to say they got worse. And um, I don't think it's if you're, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. I don't think that's the case in this particular situation because I think there are more variables involved in that and that's what we'll discuss here today did they get better or did they not get better are they a better team than they were the last time you saw them play i don't think so are they a worse team i don't think so i think if anything they've kind of stayed the same a little bit in a different way they're going to be more explosive offensively at least at the skill positions calvin ridley is that guy so we're not going to even have any pretenses about that he is that dude, and um, he can absolutely play. They don't need a number one receiver now. Some, you know, there's some talk that they may need a, a guy on the outside with more size. I may agree with that, but I don't think that they need a pure number one receiver anymore. Um, and by the way, uh, Evan Ingram works for both sides because they franchise tagged him. He's not on a long-term deal, so we'll see how that ends up turning out. 
Um, it didn't hurt him in free agency, the fact that he was locked up long term. He wasn't locked up long term and that he had the franchise tender because it's not that that much. It's eleven point five million. It's about what two million dollars more than he played for last year. But the other thing is they probably weren't going to use the money anyway. If they wanted to sign somebody else, the Jaguars could free up some more money some kind of way because we all know the cap. While it's real, it's also real flexible when you need it to be. So whether they've gotten better or not, it depends on how you want to look at it. So we're going to take a look today at the things that they've added versus the things, the things that they've lost in depth and understand that they still have a draft and how they're going to get with the draft. Segment three, I'm going to let you know the two things that they may be banking on other than development and, and who they get in the draft. Some a couple of things that are, are, are probably emotional or psychological that they are probably banking on. And we'll wonder, is that enough? Because those two things are real and they do exist. And that's familiarity and consistency. So we'll talk about that. Calvin Ridley, he adds so much more dynamic ability in terms of the entire route tree, in terms of just whooping people deep and also catching something quick and making something out of it. So I think he's a really, really good player. I think he's a top 12, top 13 wide receiver in the National Football League when he's on. And uh, I, I don't think – I think by getting him reinstated this early and him having a chance to get around the guys and he's going to be a part of training camp, I think it's going to turn out real well for Jacksonville in that, that respect. I think it's going to help Calvin Ridley. It's going to help ETN, all of the other skilled players. It's just super, super easy for us to forget that the game isn't just about having a whole bunch of guys like that, i.e. Miami, right? It's not just about having all of those guys. There's about a whole bunch of other things that need to happen in order for your team to be good. Um, just on paper, though, I think the Jaguars receiving core, I'm, I don't know if I want to say it's top 10, but I'll tell you it's close. I'll tell you, it's really, really close. With the, If you base it on the production they had last year with what you expect and what the expectation is with adding Calvin Ridley, uh, the best the best version of Calvin Ridley, it's pretty close. It's around that top 10 area because Christian Kirk showed himself last year that he is a heck of a slot receiver. He is a dude that you can depend on from a route-running perspective, and he catches damn near everything in sight. He had one or two drops last year, but that went – Zay Jones needs to be a little bit more consistent, but Zay stepped up in some of the biggest moments of the year. And with his role changing now to be what Marvin Jones Jr. was last year, man, it gives you the it gives you the insight that this is how you actually add a dude that's going to actually bump a guy down, but the guy who's getting bumped down probably doesn't see it and, and probably isn't angry. He knows when they go out and spend money on Calvin Ridley and they don't do much else in free agency, what that means. That means that Calvin Ridley's going to come in here and catch some balls, right? And if he catches the balls that he's supposed to, it's actually going to take away from a lot of other guys who were putting up career stats. So nobody is, is going to bellyache about that stuff. It's just all about moving and pressing things forward. Last year, when Zay got signed, he was taking stuff from guys who were here at the time and who, who, who moved on. You know, Marvin Jones didn't bellyache about it. Everybody welcomed everybody in. So I don't think there'll be any chemistry problems with that. The question is, is, and this is a question that I don't, I don't even want to think about it. The question is, is how good are they going to be at, at keeping Trevor Lawrence upright? That That's going to be the key. Is it going to be a trade-off or are these two things going to work hand in hand? 
Would you rather have a more explosive receiver and a less chance that Trevor Lawrence actually stays upright? Now, I know there's somebody out there that's going to hit on some stats, and they're going to talk about Trevor's release point and why Jawan looked so good because Trevor got the ball out quick. I don't think they were trying to get the ball out quick because they were afraid that Trevor was going to get sacked. Because if you were were afraid that Trevor was going to get sacked, it probably would have addressed the offensive line in free agency more than they did, except for adding two, two depth guys. I just think it was, that's the offense. Our wide receivers are probably built better to get the ball and shake people in space and create. I think they got the ball out of their hand as an extension of the running game where it created second and better than second and long second and four, second and five, second and six made it really, really manageable. You get that thing down to second and two, I mean, third and two, third and three, those short passes with the release of the tight end with Trevor having legs. I think that's what Doug Peterson wanted to do because his personnel dictated that that was the best way to play. They still have the draft. How can the draft affect exactly what I was just discussing? How can the draft affect whether or not you determine whether they're good or better? I don't think we're going to say that they're worse because I think that's a hard thing to do at this point. But how is it going to affect they're good, they're better, or worse? All of those questions need to be uh, answered, and we're going to answer them here in just a second on Locked on Jaguars. I have to let you know about today's sponsor, which is FanDuel. FanDuel is the truth, man. And grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better, better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's right, because right now, new customers can get step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. That's right. Now, I've been watching social media, and I've been hearing people talk about baseball already and all of the baseball Knicks, I call them, they are all over pitching rotations and who's running and who's doing what in real baseball versus home run baseball. All of that stuff is very important for you to know before you make your way, just so don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. And we officially welcome you to the Locked on Jaguars podcast segment two. As we discussed, Jacksonville Jaguars and their prospects for this season, have they gotten better or have they gotten worse? A lot of talk yesterday that they're a worse team now than they were um, at the end of the year. Sure, if they had to go play right now, let's see, a team at the beginning of the year versus a team at the end of the year. And I know I'm being I'm, I'm talking about semantics here. Of course, they're not better than they were at the end of the year because they were greased up and they understood who they were and their philosophy. This team has to get right with each other and get all of the chemistry and get all of the things that that team had going. And plus, that team found some magic at the end of the year, and you can't discount that. That doesn't just show up just because it wants to show up. You have to develop that magic, and it comes with uh, believing in each other and having these circumstances, and all it takes is one game to really get a team into that zone. So this team still has a draft, right? 
And I think when you talk about the draft, too many times at this time of the year, people look at a mock draft and they don't like it and they believe that the draft ends at round one. Doesn't just like a football season doesn't end after week six because if it did, the Jaguars would have been eliminated and would have been back in the top 10. They worked them, themselves out of that position by playing through it, playing through it, and going what seven and eight down the stretch, and uh, or, or six and six of eight down the stretch. And, and they ended up no, it was seven because at one point they were two and seven, so they went seven and eight down the stretch and they got themselves into the playoffs, won a playoff game, and then played very well in a, in a second playoff game. So I do think that we have to understand that the draft doesn't end in the first round. Look at guys like Andre Sisco, who this team picked up late. Tyson Campbell in the second round. Well, Sisco was a third round pick, but I mean, those guys are very, very important parts of this football team, and they were not picked in the first round. So after the mock draft is over, when the draft is over, make sure you stick around because round two and round three round four round five are important now it's up to trent balky to make people believe that anything beyond round three is important because frankly he hasn't done very much even with a a plethora of picks two years ago and some last year his picks haven't done much and haven't played out i mean it'd be different if they had kept j2 affili who they didn't and now he's making plays for somebody else i still to this day don't understand why they cut him but look they did and now they're out here signing defensive defensive and see that goes back to now that i hit that i gotta stop see i hit a little speed bump so now i gotta stop dead in the middle of the podcast when i talked about i'm trying to win a dynasty and i'm trying to make this i'm trying to maximize this thing it's stuff like that you they, they had problems last year on the interior they they let go of the guy who they picked the year before in the fourth round that dude turned out to be a pretty good player for somebody else that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You just can't have that happen. I mean, everything doesn't have to go right. But things like picking a guy one year and then the next year you cut him. And then I said it. This is not hindsight. Anyone who listens to this every day knows. And shout out to all my everydayer. Put everydayer in, in the comments and let me know what your name is. And hit that like button if you're an everydayer. Because I want to see that. I want everybody to do it every day or hit that like button. Okay. So the thing is, is though, for me, when you let go of a guy and then that is a problem area on your team later on in the year, and then you spend the next off season wanting help at that position, all you had to do is keep that dude and use those resources somewhere else. So yeah, that's a little bit problematic for me, but it ain't, you know, whether or not J2 Philly is on this team or not, isn't going to stop the overall picture. But my thing is when you do that over and over again or enough, and then you can start adding those guys up, if that ends up being three or four people at critical critical positions over a couple of years, period, man, I'm telling you, it could be, it could be something else. It could absolutely be something else. So I do think, you have to look you have to look beyond you have to look beyond uh the first round for help but you have to also understand that that first round pick is super super important i'm telling you the jaguars might move back they might move back and and just load up on that second round because 
I think that's a sweet spot. And if what's in front of them is gone and they don't want to reach up for anybody, then they might end up coming back to the pack a little bit. All right. So I'm going to tell you why and how being in a position of having familiarity can really, really help this football team. And what do I mean about familiarity? I don't just mean everybody knowing each other. I don't mean everybody just sitting around, uh, you know, calling each other by their nicknames and everybody knows the other kid's birthday. I'll tell you exactly what I mean by familiarity in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. After I let you know about Ultimate Football GM, our sponsor for today. Man, today's show is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You heard me talk about the mobile game app and you've never, ever, ever thought you'd make a good GM. Half of y'all got to be thinking you make a good GM because you get on me all the time about everything that I say about the GMs. But you got to get this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. You have a lot of stuff you have to do when you play the ultimate football GM. You control every aspect of the team from ticket prices to the training room to how much money is spent on scouting, and you have to do it in order to build a historic dynasty. Now, I played it on a plane, and I didn't want to stop. It seemed like every time I got into a little bit of a groove, we landed, and I had to get off. But you can always pick right back up where you left off. You don't need Wi-Fi. You have the app in your phone, and you can play it in airplane mode, and you don't need Wi-Fi to do it. you got to hire the right coaches and coordinators, manage all the finances, include negotiating player salaries and terms, navigate your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. You even have to find people and suspend people. This is what you need to do, man. Locked on Jaguars listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On. That's all caps in the game store. And you're going to need that free boost, too. Trust me, if you try to play it without it, you're going to real quick realize and understand why you need it to get this. So make sure you get this boost. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure you check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. And start your day every single time here with us on Locked on Jaguars because it's your team every day, and we thank you for making your first listener, making us your first listener. And shout out to our everyday listeners, our everydayers, here on Locked On Jaguars, make sure you're every day you hit the like button and put your name down and put the word every day in the comments. All right, is it going to be enough? What's the other thing the Jaguars have working for them? Familiarity and consistency. And what I mean by that, do I mean everybody just knowing everybody? No, they ain't going to win you nothing. They ain't going to get you a first down just because everybody's knowing everybody. But where it does help, it helps in this area last year doug peterson came in didn't know a soul didn't know anybody on last year's team right had to figure everybody out had to learn everybody had to know what buttons to push with everyone and that's a difficult thing to do it's a difficult thing to do when you first come to a team, especially a team that has been bruised and battered. What did, what did public enemy say? Bruised, battered, and scarred, right? From one, guys who have been here a long time, they lost a lot. They lost a whole bunch. Guys who uh, had only come in with Urban, 
<laughs> they lost a lot too because they didn't get a chance to exactly see what the NFL was about in year one. In fact, they saw the total opposite. It's like Game of Thrones, right? It 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 really, really could have thrown a lot of these guys off, especially the young dudes. So Doug Peterson had a whole task. And we discussed that with him last year and things that he wanted to do and things that he needed to rebuild their, their confidence and just rebuild their trust and management, right? Because most of these guys didn't expect their year to go like that and, and coming out and having to, yeah, guys, it looked like they didn't even want to do press conferences because it felt like they were being used in order to calm the natives, the restless natives down, the guys who are uh, the ticket buyers, the, the public, the fans every day. And it was a soap opera. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I'm going to tell you the truth. As bad as that year was, it was fun doing podcasts because that was the only time I could come out and rip the team like a new one every single day. And the fans agree with me because normally fans don't agree with you when you do that. They didn't mind me doing it then because it was a crap show, right? Well, now the familiarity and the consistency is this. Doug knows every single person. He knows how they move. He knows how they work. He knows what buttons to push. That's a different from last year to this year. Those guys know each other now. They know the coaching staff. There's more trust. There's, there's This team will come in above ground at an evil, at an evil, even, not an evil, even level playing field. They won't have to be dug out of the dirt. They won't have to be pulled out of the ground like, like Doug Peterson is a coach. He's not an ecologist. He ain't going to be pulling, trying to identify remains, you know, of the, the re regime that was Urban Meyer. What he's going to try to do is, is lift those guys up and continue to build them. Now, when you start talking about whether they're better or not at this point, I tell you this, since they left on their exit interviews, those guys haven't been together unless they got together like Trevor Lawrence and Calvin really did and caught some passes. There aren't any organized team activities as of yet. Nobody been hanging around each other. Most of the guys don't train at the facility. I guess some of them might if they stay in town, but most of them hire personal people and they're all over the place doing things around the country. If they've gotten better, you better hope they've been training because that's what they're supposed to do. But do you positively know that? No. And what did those individual things do for the team? Well, nothing, unless you're just talking about a, a guy getting in shape and coming, coming back with a little better toolbox from last year. Is the fact that they're going to start from a different place enough? That along with adding Calvin Ridley and that, and that with adding guys in the draft. I do not have that answer. I can take a guess, but I'd have to know, I'd have to know this. When you ask if it's enough, which I'm the one that asked if it's enough, but I'm acting like I'm you asking if it's enough. If it's enough, what am I talking about? Enough for what? To win a Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I they still I think they, they should have done a little bit more. I don't know. But I'm not gonna say it isn't. Is it enough to win the division? I think it is. Yes. And part of that is because outside of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the rest of this division is a crap show. It was a dumpster fire last year. And anything that those teams do to improve is going to be an improvement. Okay. 
So is it going to be enough for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Because I think every fan around here is thinking Super Bowl. And you have the right to do it. In fact, if I was just a fan, I would think Super Bowl too because you're supposed to be optimistic. Don't put limits on yourself. Don't put a cap on your own head. We say the salary cap ain't real. The mental cap is when you want to tell yourself that they can't win the Super Bowl. That's why I said I don't know. Have other teams improve? Yes. The Jaguars should do really well in their division next year, but they have a very, very tough schedule next year. And I don't know if they've improved enough yet, and I don't know if they have enough time and if the draft in and of itself is enough for them to improve the team to say that they'll be favored in most of the games that they play next year. I do not have confidence and can say that because they've limited themselves to retaining people and just adding other young guys to this team in the draft. We'll have to see. I am a little bit concerned. My only cause for concern is this. I don't think right now they're as good as they were at keeping Trevor Lawrence clean and stationary. And if he wants to move, Trevor needs to be able to move out of the pocket when he feels like it, not when he has to. I don't know, and I can't tell you that, uh, in my honest opinion, that they're better. In fact, I can tell you this, they're not better at that. That's the only thing that I think you can honestly say they're a little worse at today, but other guys have to step up. They're really dependent on player development. You can't say that that has done anything because most part, they haven't been around them. They haven't been around the players. So all of the player development we want to talk about, it ain't taking place yet and it hasn't taken place yet. So we can't claim it until it does. The only player development that has done gone on right now is guys are working out on their own, trying to make sure that they're ready to go, that when it's time to come back to training camp. We don't know who they're going to pick in the draft. They've gotten a little deeper when it comes to um, depth guys. If you see any of the guys that they picked up already on the field in the second quarter, that's not a good thing. Those guys are here for depth, and those guys are here just in case somebody gets hurt. And, and, and basically, that's a kick the tires. Those are kick the tires sign. And let's look and see what we have uh, behind our, 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 our starters. Yet to be determined whether they're better or not. I don't think it's fair for, for people to say that they're worse. But I also think people that say the Jaguars have gotten better have uh, probably jumped the gun a little bit. And they're speaking from a point of optimism as opposed to reality. As opposed to reality. Reality is this. If you want to know more about players, which you should, make Locked On NFL Scouting your second look. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, the draft dudes are the absolute truth, and they can let you know exactly, exactly what it is, what it is about all of these prospects that you hear about the Jaguars bringing in and allowing um, yourself to open your head up. So make sure you check it out. Make it your second listen with Locked On NFL Scouting. It's on YouTube. They're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Tune in more later on this week, tomorrow, and forever. We're going to do this every day until up to the draft. We're getting closer and closer. Look, we've already done our mock draft. I'm not telling you who I picked. We've done our mock draft. Our mock draft was done a week ago for Locked On. But I do want to say this. When you start hearing guys, name guys, who that they would take, understand that when you hear our mock draft, nope, we did it a long time ago. So I'm telling you that to tell you this, we don't copy people. What we do is come up organically and we give it to you straight from our gut here on Locked On Jaguars. Until tomorrow, you guys take care of each other, man, and make sure you tap in on the YouTube page, 
like and subscribe and also wherever you get podcasts on all platforms take care we'll see you next time here on locked on jaguars